Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Delusions of Dusty Nostrils. I'm still your host, David Ricketts. Hope you guys are doing good out there. Here I was setting up the mic and I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm sitting in this apartment and I'm just talking freely. Anyone can walk by. I mean, I'm three stories up. They can't walk by the window, but they can walk up the stairs. They can walk down the stairs and they could hear some of this conversation. And that's fine. Do you know when I realized it was fine? When a lady was talking loud on the speakerphone outside about sole proprietorships and not getting and avoiding tax penalties from the IRS and just just complete loud public conversation that should be private. That doesn't stop speaker people when they walk into the Target when they're on their speakerphone, no headphones, speakerphone blasting loud like they're Captain Kirk from Star Trek. And God bless them. I'm way too polite for that. I just couldn't do it. But yeah, I mean, I went and plugged the mics in. I went and I think I went to take a leak or something. I was washing my hands and I'm just hearing all kinds of stuff about avoiding tax penalties. And you don't want the uh, IRS to come knocking on your door. But, you know, maybe they will this year because we got to figure out how to hide this money. And I'm like, wow, that's fine. But okay, so taught me what I needed to know. Who cares if anyone hears my conversation? I'm certainly not talking about avoiding IRS penalties. And I don't know how long this unemployment thing is going to go, but I hope it goes a while because I've just decided I cannot and will not go back to being a wage slave. Will not. I really thought the last job I had was the end of my wage slave days. I really thought that was true. And that wasn't even remotely close to being true. I was still a wage slave. But I do have the unemployment. I do have time. So we'll see what I can come up with. Cannabis. Wouldn't that be great? Cannabis would be a great industry for me. At least I'd like to think it is. I'd like to think it would be. Um... Talking to um, <clears throat> I was talking to a wealthy guy the other day, and he goes, "You don't do a whole lot of extra stuff, do you, David?" And I thought, "No, I don't." But I did not have the tell. I didn't have the heart to tell him. There's a reason for that. I don't make the kind of money you make. If I make more money, I would go and do more stuff. Actually, me being the person I am, the more money I made, I th I think there'd still be a little bit of a, a hermit. I think I'd probably still stay in. I'm surprised I don't play video games. Maybe that's something I should start doing. Just get a video game and play Call of Duty and deal with eight-year-olds screaming at me and calling me a faggot while they shoot me. Maybe that's maybe that'll give me a little pleasure. That's what I'm looking for today, guys. At 47, I'll be 48 in May. And I looked around today and I just thought... I am very uninterested. I'm not suicidal or anything like that, but to be, to be completely honest, I am very uninterested in life. People start talking about real things like moving. My girlfriend talks about moving every once in a while, which is fine. We probably need to, but if she talks about moving or someone talks about a job or a career or anything, I just glaze over. I, I just glaze over because I've been doing this for so long and it's the same pattern. Wage slave job to wage slave job. Wage slave job to wage, wage slave job. And it's tiresome. I won't do it anymore. So I have to come up with a hustle. 
I need to join Project Mayhem. I need a real Tyler Durden. It's not me, guys. I can't plan anything. I'm not Tyler Durden. I need a real Tyler Durden. I need to join his Project Mayhem and uh, find something interesting to do. I did, uh, I did listen to uh, Tim Dillon's Patreon podcast today, and he was talking about Epstein and Wexner, and that was fascinating to me. I, I, like, I like that there's bad guys out there that get away with so much, and we don't know exactly what's going on. We can look into it. And we can realize there's some powerful entities and some things that aren't ever going to get exposed to the light. Or at least we don't think they will be. Really is kind of weird, too. I don't know if they necessarily correlate, but in my mind they do. It is really interesting how we had Jeffrey Epstein was part of our everyday thinking. Like when old people found out about sex trafficking, I'm like, wait a minute, this is too much, man. The masses aren't meant to look behind the curtain and see the wizard, you know. Uh, regular people who haven't read one David Icke book, like me, are talking about sex trafficking and, and drinking children's blood and crazy, far-off stuff that, like, boomers. Boomers talk about this now because they've been on the internet too long. And next thing you know, no more Epstein talk, and it was all coronavirus, pandemic, mask, madness stuff. So I don't know if they connect, but boy, if they don't, it sure was convenient, right? We all, we all felt like we were chasing this Epstein thing and learning a little bit, and we were waiting for uh, all the chips to fall, and guys like Bill Clinton and uh, uh, Governor Richardson and and guys like what Prince Andrew, we kept thinking, oh man, all these things are going to come to the light. Are they? I doubt it. But listening to Dylan's podcast, I did um, find an author, Mr. Bob Fitter. What was his name? Oh my God, I can't even say it now. Fitrakis, something like that. Anyway, um, he's written a couple books and several articles about Epstein and Wexner and all that stuff. So I will be checking out those from the library. I used to buy books. I did. I probably had. $3,000 worth of books, and that was back in the day when I lived at my grandpa's house in Mount Pulaski, Illinois, and my dad, after grandpa passed away about a year later, my dad sold the house, and I didn't have any room for those books, so my son and I packed all those books up in my trunk and donated them to the library, so the library is appreciative of that, but I gave him like $3,000 worth of books, and I'm glad to do it, but I hated to give my books up. I but at the same time, I thought about what George Carlin used to say in his act, you know, you people that collect your books like they're some kind of trophies. Read the motherfucker and pass it on, that type of thing. So I was mindful of that. I went down the rabbit hole in the movie Tenet. There was a guy who breaks down movies. The only thing I think I remember that I learned was in Tenet, 10 minutes forward, 10 minutes backwards, Tenet. Okay, that's cool. But anything that involves time travel, entropy, um, it's it's a it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. I mean, even a even a movie like Twelve Monkeys, I've probably seen ten times. But it involves time travel, so it, even that gets a little complicated. I hope you guys liked those uh, last couple episodes with uh, with my buddy Charlie and my buddy Jason Tebow, Charlie Carter and Jason Tebow. 
two great guys. I'm just lucky to know cool people like that, cool, interesting people. So they came on the podcast, and I, I promise you guys, uh, promise you guys more comics. Um, matter of fact, there's a guy I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to talk to today, so we can schedule a podcast. But I think I told you guys that last week. So am I lying? No. Am I telling the truth? I'm telling my truth. I believe it to be true. I believe we're going to do this podcast. And uh, then another buddy, he'll he'll be going to Austin for about a week here. And then when he comes back, he's going to tell me all about Austin and mics and shows. And and he won't have to wear a mask in Texas anymore. Well, at least he's not. At least you're not supposed to. In the state, you're not supposed to have to wear one. But I guess individual stores could still make you wear one. That was interesting, too, when I traveled to Illinois for my little vacation and I was driving back and I was in Texas and I walked in that little um, country like uh, gas station little convenience store or general store type of situation and uh, I was talking to the no mask and there wasn't a sign on the door you know all the doors just are plastered now instead of advertising it's just plastered with no mask no service um, so I was getting out of my car and had the little, um, I wear a little, um, I guess it's a headband. My friend Leslie gave me a bunch of, got me a bunch of headbands um, a few years, a couple years ago. And I just wear them around my neck like a handkerchief type of thing and then pull it up when you go in the store. So I was walking up to that little store in Texas and I'm looking like their door is clean of all kinds of logo feces all over it, you know. I'm like, all right, maybe no one's wearing a mask in there. But I still was conditioned from Los Angeles County, so I walk in there with the mask up, and I look around, not a soul in there with a mask on. Not a soul. Not the employees making the pizza, nothing. Man, I ripped that thing down like freedom. And I was getting my purchase, or making my little purchase, and the lady I was talking to at the counter, I said, yeah, I said, I'm going back to Los Angeles County. I said, this is great. You guys don't wear the mask. I said, they wear the mask on the beach. I go, they wear it walking down the street. They give me dirty looks and everything. I had a couple um, walk like about eight feet away from me and, and they almost knocked over a bird scooter because they tried to get so far away from me. I was plenty of distance away from them, but I mean, they were so crazy about it. They almost fell. I mean, and you're, you guys are old enough to get hurt. You want to stay away from me? because of the virus but it's dark out and you risk knocking yourself over you couldn't get far enough away from me I mean if you're that scared stay home I don't know what to tell you but I was uh, talking to the lady at the gas station and I told her I said man they wear the masks everywhere and she looked at me she shook her head and she just put her head down for a second looked up and she goes that's terrible that's terrible like, I really shouldn't have even told her that. I mean, she was happy and safe in Texas. She didn't need to hear how we live in California. That did not that did not do her any good services. I can't think of the right phrase for that. Um, boy, I have been in a mood. I have been in a mood for the last couple of days. I'm trying to find some purpose in this motherfucker. I've run out of interest. March 1st, March 1st I was fortunate enough to be on that show at the Comedy Clinic in Burbank with the great Eddie Pepitone. I mean, I didn't open for Eddie or anything like that. It was just a show with a bunch of comics, and Eddie was headlining. And, um, yeah, and actually, that is actually the last show that, the last live show on stage that Eddie Pepitone did was on the same show I was in. So that's not normal, right? 
Eddie's a traveling touring comic. And I know he has his podcast I subscribe to. But, I mean, he's not. He's not out gigging. Maybe I guess that's why everyone's going to Florida and Texas. But I started to think to myself, you know, my little plan, if my plan was, hey, that felt good being on stage at a real show. And I did the job and I made the people laugh. And I, kept, and I would ask my girlfriend, I still ask her to this day every once in a while, at least once a week, I go, I go, hey, I go, you sat next to Eddie. I go, you know, I'm a narcissist, so was he laughing when I was on stage? Did he laugh at all? And she's like, David, he laughed a bunch. I'm like, yeah, I made Eddie laugh. <laughs> but my plan was after that show, it's like that was the real deal, you know. That wasn't the that wasn't someone's backyard, that wasn't someone's apartment show that wasn't a parking lot show that was a show in a little club but it was a real club and I made the people laugh so I thought okay maybe for once in your life you're on to something you're gonna get something going here and then what was that 16 days later the world shut down and I thought well if it was gonna be hard to work my way up where I could open for some people and middle for them as hard as that was going to be, it was a lofty goal, but also at the same time attainable, you know? Enough mics, enough practice, and I'm, amica I'm amicable enough to get along with people. I thought, you know, someone is going to take me on the road with them. And now, if the clubs are open in a couple states, a few states, if the clubs are open, they're not open to capacity. So how in the world could someone pay me to middle for them, to open for them, whatever? I mean, I'm no expert on the comedy business, obviously. But I started doing the math in my head, and then I think I, I was listening to Misery Loves, excuse me, I was listening to Misery Loves Company with uh, Kevin Brennan, and uh, he had Earl Skakel on, and Chad Zumach was on, and I think, was there another guy? And... Um, Kevin was talking about that and he's like wait a minute so and so's on the road well how much is he going to get paid because you know that club's not at capacity and I thought yeah that's you know probably just like the reality of it you know is how do you make any money I'm sure established people still know how to do it but if you're an older guy like me and you're new to it you know is it just foolish <laughs> is it just is it just completely stupid pipe dream I mean, I've had these pipe dreams before. I thought I was going to play professional basketball overseas, and I'm six foot one, about 180 pounds. Yeah, I used to be able to jump out of the gym, but so could everyone else. And I had a very average jump shot, very streaky shooter. And I had a good step to my left. I could get you. I could get you. I could take you, I could take you to my left and get a step on you, even if you were good at the time. But probably, obviously not good enough to play professionally. I played a little college ball, but nothing nothing special to speak of. Uh, but anyway, so I thought, am I just back to the pipe dream? I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. So uh, to be honest with you guys, I've even been avoiding the open mics. There's a few. I've got about five or six more minutes of fun stuff that I want to work on, but I, I don't know. I'm just in a, I'm in a shit mood. And... Um, it just feels like a real waste of time. But at the same time, you have to balance that with, you know, like something my son said a long, long time ago. He said, Dad, art for the sake of art. So tomorrow, if I podcast again, I could, I could 
I may tell you guys, hey, I went to an open mic and it felt great. I made other comics laugh and that's really what you're, that's really the, when you get down to the, what, the brass tacks, that's really all you're after is a laugh. A laugh is currency. It's cathartic. So uh, I'm being a bitch anyway. Um, so I will be back here in it, maybe, let's say Friday. Happy Friday, guys. And I think I'll be back maybe tomorrow with a real comic, a real one. And we'll have a nice podcast. We'll talk about the business. We'll talk about how he started. And we'll just shoot the shit. And um, I will t- this comic that I'm going to have on, I will, if he doesn't, if he allows it, hopefully it doesn't offend him. I don't think it will. But I will do my version of the first joke I heard him say on stage at the comedy store. I've heard him say it a few different ways. But there's a way that I remember the way he said it, so I'm going to share that with him and see if he likes the way I remember it. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well out there. And you know what? One thing we can control is be nice to the people that care about you and be nice to strangers. Just treat everybody with a little bit of respect. We can do that. And get out of your head, which I need to get out of my head. I've been stuck in my head today. Um, Hope you guys are doing great. Hope everything's fine with you, and things will get better over here. I'm just being a bitch. All right, you guys, take good care. These are definitely the delusions of Dusty Nostrils. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. Peace and love.